Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line of plot holes or gratuitous poopies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And, and I'm not Steve. You can call me Scott. As <laughs> our special guest host, Scott. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. I bet you can't guess what movie we're doing. That's right. The LL Cool J <laughs> Star Vehicle <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Oh my gosh. Deep <laughs> Blue. My head is like a shark fin. I don't know what his head being like a shark fin has to do with this film at all. <laughs> Well, I don't know but if you've caught I'm loving the I'm loving the song. It is amazing. You got to watch the video if you haven't seen it. Oh. it. It has nothing to do with the movie either. Just like the lyrics, but you know what? It's a kicking song. It does have one thing in common. LL Cool J's in both. That's true. That's true. There is the commonality. Also, he did make a good point about sharks. They have no arms and no sleep. That's true. That's true. You know, if you had to come up with a common element, he found it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but first. <laughs> we are far too sober to review this movie. <laughs> Speak for yourself. What's our first offering? Our first offering is Ballast Point. Ooh. Uh, get the point. I keep one of it. Sculpin. It's an IPA, India Pale Ale, crafted in bottles in San Diego, California. And apparently, they're dedicated to their craft. There we go. And if we give you a really good review, we expect free beer. Woo! Thank Woo! you. Thank you in advance, Ballast Point Brewing. Yeah. San Diego, California. All right, here's the pop. All right. So we're going to give Scott the first pour here. All righty. And it's got a nice white head on it. Yeah. Very, uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's like straw-colored beer. It's got a creamy white head, lots of tiny frothy bubbles. Frothy really bubbles makes me like happy. Almost like a vanilla. Vanilla and a little pine? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. What's our ABV on this, my dear? Um, I am filling time. <laughs> 7% by volume. Nice. Not bad. So yeah. Scott took the first taste. What's your opinion of this beer? Um, it's hoppy, mm -hmm. um, but not that skunky, nasty hoppy that I was explaining that I hate. 
That's so that's called <laughs> <'cause, laughs> Don't drink that. Okay. Oh, but people it's love got that. A, it's You're gonna got, get hate mail. I know I'll get hate <laughs> letters, but you know what? This has got a really nice hoppy that doesn't stick around, which is really good. Cleans out fast, which is it's a good crisp, clean flavor. I think I like it. Yeah, right. yeah it's got a nice multi background, and then like a good clean pine. Yeah. Pine pine flavor on it. It's not like some that, you know, they stick on your tongue. Yeah, they it's linger. Like they linger. Time, this one's yeah. nice because it's a good, crisp flavor that's then and gone, and you want more. And then begs for the next <laughs> You know what's nice? It doesn't take the enamel off your teeth. Oh, that's always good, too. <laughs> well, that's a plus, too. you know? <laughs> it's a single IPA, not a double IPA, or the, yeah. the feared triple IPA. Dun, dun, dun. Alrighty. Okay. So deep Speaking Lucy. of bad things in threes. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Deep Lucy. Uh, Alright, so um, the plot of Deep Lucy. Well, for, first let's go over the, the cast of this wonderful movie. True. Uh, directed by Rennie Harlan, who did uh, Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger. Yeah. Basically a lot of the horrible movies you love from your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> He's got 90s. quite the repertoire of crap. No, <laughs> but great films that are wonderful and... All right, so there are yeah, bad films. So, so this is something that, that Steve and I discuss a lot. There are bad films that you love, and what we've <laughs> kind of distilled it down to is that they're movies that were meant to be bad. They were, like, somebody really genuinely thought this was a good idea, oh, yeah. and everyone acted their ass off, but, I mean, it just, it is what it is. Well, everybody did their part. That's yeah. the thing about the show is everybody took it so seriously in the film that oh, yeah. that's what makes it such a wonderful Exactly. B kind of film, even though I'm sure they ha didn't spend B kind of money on it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> With the people that were in it, but yeah, I, I love. I mean, I love B films. We, we mm -hmm. my sons and I, we watch them all the time, and that's like our favorite thing. Is we, we look for those that have you know less than two stars. Yeah. Because that's kind of a qualifier. It's like less than two stars. Okay, we got to watch that one to see if it's really as bad as it appears. Well, that's but, something we talk about. So there are the movies that are like good bad movies, yeah, and then there yeah. are like unwatchably bad movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, we we like that uh, Rotten Tomato rating between twenty and fifty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like. Uh, we found a movie that's a zero. It was oh, a yeah. Bucky Larson, Born to be a Porn Star, Adam <laughs> Sandler film. That movie is unwatchable. Unwatchable yeah. bad. However, I found out I like a movie that has a zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wagons East. I've never seen Wagons that. East is excellent. Right? Yeah. Apparently John Candy. You've yeah, got John all sorts Candy, of really Richard good Lewis, John people in The thing is, there's something to be said for an actor that really commits to the role. So even if the if the material sucks and even if the, the directing sucks and everything around it sucks, if you've got a committed actor that can kind of sell you into the role, yeah. bring you into that. It's it's C.S. Lewis used to call it that suspension of disbelief. But it's that whole you know the the suddenly I, I want to believe this I want it to be real kind of thing. Yeah. And I Nicholas think that Cage calls it his career. <laughs> <laughs> no truer <laughs> words have ever been spoken. Jesus Christ, podcat. I was a podcat trying to break through the ballast doors to get to us in our underground facility that we're recording from. All right, uh, Steve, so cast the show. Yeah, cast the show. Uh, Thomas Jane, I guess, is the blonde-haired, blue-eyed hero. Um, yeah. I forget his name in the movie, but I'm sure it's like Lincoln Hawk or something badass like that. <laughs> uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in the movie, briefly. Uh, LL Cool J as the the chef at the chef. Uh, facility. Yeah. Uh, who else was in it? Uh, oh, Stellar Skarsgård? LL Cool J is the chef and the preacher. 
A preacher. Yeah, right. preacher. His name's Preacher. Yeah, that's his right. name is Preacher, and he has a parrot. Don't forget his yeah, parrot. Yeah, don't forget the foul-mouthed parrot. He's the, my favorite. The parrot that's uh, voiced by Frank Wilker, the voice of Optimus Prime, but... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like Optimus Prime. No, no. no. He's a very versatile actor. Uh, voice actor. Uh, well, who's, who's the main chick? Saffron something. Saffron Burroughs. By the way, going note yeah, three of this one. <laughs> She's from the hip. <laughs> Yes, uh, Saffron Burroughs as Dr. Susan McAllister. Thomas Jane as Carter Blank. Carter Blank. <laughs> Blake. Blake. Blake, oh, okay. Samuel L. Jackson as Russell Franklin. Uh, Jacqueline McKenzie as Janice Higgins. Uh, Michael Rappaport as oh, yes, Michael Tom Rappaport. Goggins. Oh, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing Michael Rappaport in this movie, as in most. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. A lot of energy. Bella Starsgard as Jim Whitlock. Hello, <laughs> Cool J as Preacher. Uh, Kita Turturro as Brenda Kearns. Is that the chick in the tower? That's the chick in the tower. That's okay. the chick who's uh, basically Queen Latifah from the court. Sure. Yeah. Or Spear. Yeah, Sorry, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Ooh, yeah. a guy just named Christos is their boat captain. <laughs> I am Christos. <laughs> I gotta see what the fa- his profile picture is. Oh, was he the one that had the face tattoos? Face oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I am DD, everybody. You check yeah. that out. Picture the lead singer from um, System of a Down, but with face tattoos. <laughs> That's what this guy looks like. <laughs> you may know him from Deep Blue Sea, from Dust Till Dawn, Desperado, Imposter, Tunnel Vision. Acts of violence. So he's following he Danny Trejo around, yeah, or what? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like all the same yeah. films. It's like Earl buddies Taylor, or something. Hellride, Stone and Ed. My name is Earl. He plays tattooed inmate. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Ooh, he's on Dexter as tattooed inmate number two. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yeah. So that's the cast. Pretty uh, star-studded, big summer blockbuster and all that. Also, uh, apparently he's in every single crime drama ever. As the tattooed yeah, he's suspect? A, yeah, uh, he's like in Numbers and Roswell. Criminal number one. Yeah, there's a lot of ta- tattoo <laughs> number two. Ooh, bug number two. Uh, Sorry, now I'm fascinated with the side character. (laughs) Christo, who I don't even recall seeing. I don't even recall seeing. the beginning when they dropped people off and they were taking them away from the facility (laughs) in the first 15 minutes. (laughs) Not even the helicopter pilot. All right, the beginning scene of this movie. After you. So there's like a little catamaran (laughs) with a drunken couple making out in front of their teddy bear. Two couples. Yeah, the other couple comes around later. Oh, they're on the side of the camera. And then, oh no, they spilled the red wine. <gasps> and this comes to our conspiracy theory already. <laughs> yes. We're three yes. and a half minutes into the film. The red wine runs into the water, dripping like blood. So they establish, like ten minutes later in the film, that the uh, these super so they have these genetically engineered super smart sharks on this magic facility, and one of them has escaped and attacked some people. And uh, Tom's Jane like stops it just as it's about to uh, impale someone. We're thinking that these super smart sharks... Oh, so they say that they only eat other sharks. They eat tiger sharks, and they're these oversized magos. Yeah. Our theory is they eat other sharks and delicious wine. Yeah. Every scene where they start to attack people, wine has been spilled. Yeah, it's 
Sharks are alcoholics. Like a uh, preacher takes a shot of his uh, cooking wine, and, and then all of a sudden the sharks come after him. And everybody <laughs> celebrates a big birthday thing, and yeah. then yeah. surprisingly, within ten minutes, they start taking over the. Yeah, they say the sharks have this really, really advanced senses. Yeah. And I think it's really, they're, they're smelling all of the tannins and everything in the wine, <laughs> and it just really, it brings that out in them, and they just, they that, can't control that primal it. side. That primal side. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can smell all of that, the, the earthy tones and everything. And <laughs> just, it that, gets them going. Tobacco? It's like some tobacco <laughs> with a little, tobacco. there's some current in there, and maybe citrus blossom. All right, I, know. I know it's there. <laughs> and, and they're just right like practically out of the water. It's just like, <laughs> 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 so if you ever go fishing for sharks, take a bottle of red wine, drip yeah. it in the water, they will come. They you, will just exactly. be even a little two buck chuck work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the redder, the better. You got to get like a really good like Cabernet. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. They went after cooking wine, so you know, maybe yeah. there's not so. And these are well, super yeah, intelligent. They're, sharks. they're stuck in the middle of the ocean. What else is there? Yeah. I mean, they've yeah. been trapped in these tiny pens. Okay, so they... Now, now, people at home may be wondering, why would you want to make sharks super smart? <laughs> uh, That's what I was about to get to. It's at this facility where they're uh, using experimental uh, stem cell research and stuff like that yeah. uh, to, to find a cure for Alzheimer's, a very noble cause. Yeah. Um, and, of course, everybody knows, apparently, sharks have the cure to cancer in them. Uh, sharks don't get Alzheimer's. Their brains don't degrade. The they way don't get cancer. Them. They don't really get old. They just kind of get bigger and leaner. Yeah, yeah and so they I knew a girl like that once. <laughs> <laughs> so they need My to make lad. their brains as big as possible <laughs> so they can harvest the cells and drip them into other people's brains. Yep. And they, and they, and they even have a little experiment where they have a little piece of somebody's brain. I assume they... Sneezed really hard, and they came flying right. out. Got it, put it on a petri dish, um, and it shows you something. The, cam the, cam the cameo of Hannibal Lecter. He actually oh, a little bit yeah. there, and he says, "Try this on the sliver." And he took a bit off there and sat it on the petri right. dish. And then Ray Liotta's brain lit up like a candle when they dropped a couple. Exactly. Uh, so we skipped a very important scene. Which where uh, so Samuel L. Jackson works for a gentleman. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Ronnie Cox is in this movie. <laughs> yes, we didn't uh, mention him in the original <laughs> listing there, and there's a reason for that. So um, the uh, lady, lady, lady Australian professor has to go to town. They're about to cut funding for this mega shark facility because this pharmaceutical company wants to know what the hell they're spending all their money on in the middle of the ocean with shark trainers and like meteorologists and titanium fencing and I mean basically the event horizon that's floating in water <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a scene where Ronnie Cox is sitting in a chair um, and Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson is standing, standing there, there behind him. He's wanting to go work in Freeman, and I know that's wait, not him. Oh, not Lawrence Fishburne, like <laughs> no, in the past fine. podcast? <laughs> wow, it's really... <laughs> shall, I, shall I take over? <laughs> <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson's the right-hand man of, uh, I don't know, Ronnie Cox, the, 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 the big man of the company. Yeah, he's the right-hand man because Ronnie Cox is being run by Samuel L. Jackson's right <laughs> hand. <laughs> it looked like he's got his hand, like, <laughs> on his back, and he's the only one speaking. Ronnie Cox is just sitting there and, like, occasionally, like, looking to the side and then looking back at the doctor, but Samuel L. Jackson is the only one speaking. And Ronnie Cox acts in this movie as much as, like, a dog does in a scene. Like, there's my trainer! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over here! Over here! <gasps> oh, he's got, he's got a tree! I want to sit here! 
Okay, okay, now back over here. Okay. Back over here. Oh, okay, oh, oh, with the camera. With the camera. Oh, shiny, oh, shiny. Oh, right there. Oh, right there. Oh, We're good. Oh my god, I'm sitting. Oh my god, exactly. No, no, don't speak. Don't speak. Shh. Shh. Okay. Good. Okay, okay, no, okay. no barking during the exposition. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we we watched this movie after watching a movie called Dead Silence, where spoiler alert, that horrible movie ends with a character basically being a pup pit controlled by somebody else who always was kind of sitting on their side like rubbing their back or whatever mm-hmm. and so we were like oh my god Ronnie Cox is a puppet and <laughs> Samuel yeah. Jackson's running the company <laughs> <laughs> he's a corpse puppet <laughs> so so if you've already seen this movie watch it again and pay attention yeah. to that scene <laughs> small small thing by the way Ronnie Cox Never appears again. Nope. That's no. the only thing. It's the only. It's like this cameo for absolutely no purpose whatsoever. He was there for his three hours of shooting. He cashed his check and he was gone. Assuming <laughs> there's a scene that got cut out where um, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson and Ronnie Cox just are screaming the N word back and forth at each other, <laughs> and that's why they had to cut all the lines of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. See, I almost killed Steve on beer. Or, <laughs> or alter- more realistically, there's a scene where like the doctor leaves the room and. Then he said something like, I don't like it. Like, I don't either. I'm going to go find out what's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then, um, <laughs> they realized that that dialogue did not further the plot. Yeah, not in one bit. They just cut it. And so Samuel Jackson flies in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. He, and he shows up at this floating facility know, but, 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 in the middle of the ocean uh, that is surrounded by sharks. And he, you know, he lands. And nobody there likes him because he's about to cut all their funding and they're all going to lose their jobs. <laughs> yeah, but gets a little tour from a little blonde hair chick that's spouting exposition all over the place. Uh, and you're introduced to Thomas Jane, or what's it, Carter, Carter, Blake, Carter Blake. Carter Blake. Who's just yeah. going for a little swim, but he doesn't realize there's a tiger shark right behind him, hunting him down. Or does he? <laughs> Basically, he ends up riding the tiger shark <laughs> like and then jumping, jumping onto the... Uh, like a trainer at SeaWorld. He grabs yeah, hold of the fins, and he's just going crazy. And, th- and then jumps on onto the dock in front of Samuel L. Jackson, and is just like, it's what I do here. I'm just a shark keeper. I'm just a fish keeper. And he walks away, and it's like, <laughs> you do realize this is your boss's boss, right? <laughs> no need to be angsty. <laughs> no need to sign that chick, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's getting a cold shoulder from everybody on the the facility. For some reason, I figured, you know, if my job kind of depended on it, I'd be like, hey, you know, we're actually doing really good stuff here. You should check yeah. it out, blah, blah, blah. This might is actually why be you kind. need to keep me. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, let's call the facility what it is. It's a floating event horizon. Yeah, flo- okay, floating event <laughs> horizon, except... There's no time warp? Or There's no time warp, but... <laughs> I thought it just kind of looked like the backlog from Universal Studios where they do like those shows where they have like the jumping... The, the Waterworld show. The Waterworld yeah, show. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was pretty much the same set, I think. <laughs> they just used a little blue screen on the back. But that was pretty much it. They were ready to do the Waterworld sequel. And then they realized they didn't, it lost them $100 million. It lost $100 million. And they're like, oh, no, no need to tear it down. I make a movie here in another year. It's okay. <laughs> Yo, I'm LL Cool J. I'll start a film on this lot. I'm on it. I wrote a song about it. I call it Deep with Fluid. That is the name of my movie. <laughs> Deep Lucy, I love it. <laughs> oh, uh, I also, also forgot to uh, introduce director Rennie Harlan, who's here with us. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Ernie, <laughs> <Kenny>, have a beer. Mmm, <laughs> pretty good. I don't know. Wow. I'm Italian all of a sudden. I'm Danish. 
So yeah, so um, <laughs> it turns out it's a it's pretty Australian for, for professor's birthday. So everybody throws her a party, and they keep after her like, "So are you having a happy birthday?" And she's like, "I won't know until tomorrow." So the next day, she's supposed to perform a test to see if all their experiments on the sharks have been working for Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, the timing of this uh, ex uh, demonstration they're going to do, I'm curious why they did it on a Saturday when they knew Friday night everybody was leaving down except for, like, the six skeleton crew. That was one of the major things for me. I'm assuming... <laughs> all right, so, yeah, so the whole crew leaves for the weekends and they run with the skeleton crew of just their top people. My assumption is all those other people... She doesn't have to justify their jobs to him. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Other than that, he just didn't want to pay for that many extras. Yeah, yeah that many man like, hours. You know That's too many man hours. SAG would get all upset if yeah. they didn't have lines. If, if the weekend doesn't go well, then it's like, <clears throat> ah, don't invite him back on Monday. <laughs> yeah. No more fairies out there. <laughs> yeah, my whole thing is that she was like, oh shit, I can't let him see how many people I actually employ out there. <laughs> We don't the, pe the people that were leaving, they're like wearing bikinis, and they're all, it's like they were out there having a sun party or no. something. It looks oh. like the party barge when they're leaving. You know, kind of thing. It's like, okay, we better get the party kids out of here, because a bunch of college kids getting on the boat and yeah. leaving. Like and all the serious the executive people stay. You know, kind of thing. All right. Uh, Thomas Jane, you have to get rid of all of your interns, even the sunbathers, even especially, especially the sunbathers. <laughs> they are doing nothing except tempting those sharks. We are That's why losing, they want to escape. We are losing our funding. Get rid of your bikini bra. How do you think they found the four on the catamaran? They followed them. <laughs> and you can only imagine what happened if they spilled wine. And their bottle of Cabernet. <laughs> oh, the crew on the catamaran were the weekend interns, and they all got yeah. fired for letting the shark loose. That's right. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, so many deleted scenes would have yes. filled all these holes. At the beginning of this, you can't tell it's a catamaran. And so we sat there oh, for the yeah. longest time trying to figure out how the shark got into the hold of the boat. <laughs> you like, go through the they, bottom? Because like, they show it from the side, and it looks like a regular boat. And we're looking, and it's like, okay, it's a regular boat. And all of a sudden, the shark's trying to come out of the hold. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on? Why is the shark in the hold of the boat? I mean, if it's... <laughs> He comes He'll through the, the, the whole stern and everything. The thing's gonna sink, but he's in the hold and he's like, "Let me out!" <laughs> kind of thing. Give me the wine. Where's the keg? <laughs> I know it's here. I can, I can smell it. <laughs> All right. Oh, in, in addition to pretty Australian professor, there's also the smartest man that ever lived. Oh yes, Doctor Stellan Skarsgård. Whatever his name is, but. He, he only has a couple lines, and it's basically, I have a god complex. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Every, every line's like, oh my god, that's amazing. Why would God create such creature? God didn't create this one. We did. We did. Um, yes. Me. <laughs> Dr. Whitlock. Dr. Whitlock, yes. of course. Dr. Whitlock. Yes. So uh, eventually the time comes. Oh, well, and in between there we get introduced to the cook and his foul-mouthed bird. Yeah. Who, uh, apparently that's why LL Cool J, a.k.a. Preacher, uh, turned to religion. He's super religious in this, and I'm guessing his bird tells the tales of his, uh, his darker days. Yeah, that bird, he's foul the, the bird is foul-mouthed, and I don't know what it's witnessed, because, I mean, I've had parrots, and they pretty much only repeat what they've heard, <laughs> and this bird keeps telling him he's going to eat his ass. So I don't know what that bird's witnessed, but I'm sorry. <laughs> that poor thing's been through something you, horrible. Have you never heard the Doing It song by LL Cool J? He's, uh, <laughs> he's into some stuff. Was it shot live? <laughs> uh, so the time comes for the big demonstration, 
everybody gathers around this little pool area where they have a shark kind of half submerged in the water so it can breathe, but it's still supposed to be trained. Yeah, it's um, supposed to be sleeping, which sharks don't do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't do a lot of things they do in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the, the sharks backwards, defy the all... Picking locks. Yeah, so they pick locks. They, they Ramming through four codes. inches of steel. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they get the uh, demonstration where they're trying... They basically extract... Um, brain fluid. Blur, yeah, brain fluid, like a little long needle in there, and suck it right out of there. And then, so they do it. They do the couple drops on uh, Ray Liotta's brain sample. <laughs> Starts firing like crazy. Yeah. And then electrons are going crazy, and everybody's all excited. Yeah, everybody's all excited, high-fiving, roll credits. Nice little documentary. Oh, nope, wait. Yeah. The doctor, doctor smoking. Next to smoke. Uh, he smells the uh, hints of tobacco and tannins in the cigarette, yeah, I suppose. He, he, he associates it with wine, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It wakes him right up. And as a nervous instinct, just reaches over, or, you know, what's his mouth work? Bites his arm right off. No, no shirt. <laughs> no arms, no sleeves, just spouting blood. <laughs> and now we know where the line in the sun came from. And then, it, exactly, and of course, everybody is all slow motion at that point, too, where it's like, ah, oh, what's happening? Ah, oh, we gotta kill the shark. We gotta tie off that guy's arm before he bleeds to death. No, don't kill the shark. And then the big red button that I guess flushes him back into the ocean. <laughs> Back into uh, her pen? Yeah, the pen. Yeah, yeah, sorry, not the ocean. And the little containment field they have. Which, by the way, state-of-the-art titanium, blah, blah, blah. I'll mention the exposition. But the best part is when, when he goes to get the gun to shoot the shark, <laughs> is that he goes to the cabinet that he had just put the gun away in. Yeah. And then I he has to break the away. glass in the front of it to get it out. <laughs> it's like, why are you elbowing the glass to break it open? The, Who has he, the key? He, he takes all this time to break the glass. He's like smashing it out, smashing it out. By it's the like, way, it no took him blood. like two seconds yeah. to, to open it and put it away. But now <laughs> suddenly he has to break it open with his elbow and fish this thing out of the cabinet in order to get over. And that's what gives her enough time to get to the red button. I think I know. The shark. In case of emergency, you have to break the glass. That's yeah, yes, that's true. Even it's if the door is open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, In case of emergency, break glass, then open door and take gun. <laughs> I have to hold the door shut to break the glass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the shark gets back, but now they're like, "Oh, the smartest man in the world's gonna bleed to death. Call 911. Get a helicopter transport so we can get him to a hospital." Oh, Even though there's like six doctors, oh, no, and I'm sure some sort did of you medical school. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson goes, Doctor, do something. And she goes, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean a real doctor? No. <laughs> what are you, a dentist? <laughs> you, I'm actually you a clean the shark's teeth here? I'm a shark chiropractor specifically. <laughs> <laughs> He's confused. She thought he was asking to play oh. doctor. She's like, I'm not that kind of doctor. Shark psychologist. Oh, shark. Yeah. That's yeah. how they know they're super smart. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Yes. I wonder what your Rorschach I'm sure this is all explained in the novelization of Deep Blue Sea, which I'm sure is out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, I'm sorry, sure. Shark. How are you feeling today? How do you <laughs> think you feel? I want wine. <laughs> More wine. <laughs> I don't we, have wine, but I have a tiger shark you can snack on. Is he, is he drunk? <laughs> I could get him drunk. I would appreciate that very much. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much the extent of it. But does but, he have wine? It's basically well, the, I like, I like the pirate the shark of, of sharks. Rule. He's like, Arr, me mate. Do you have wine? Arr, then I'll eat him now. But the rum. <laughs> but the rum. 
no, Johnny Depp is the voice of the shark. <laughs> <laughs> but what which was, shark? Yes, they both the name. Yes, they were the names Janine and <laughs> Janine, Hannah. Or Hannah, and, and Hannah. I forgot. I didn't name the we third one. Name. Cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon. Like the cinnamon is the first shark killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, things are wrong. They uh, there's also a storm coming in, of course, on this weekend of the only time they can do a demonstration. Blah blah blah. Uh, so there's all kind of, like a monsoon going through and a helicopter flying in it. Uh, they strap the doctor to it and lift him out of there. But of course the winch jams, and so he's dangling there like a fish on a hook. And then yeah, he drops. Like and they just drop down yeah. into the water where the. You know, like when you're fishing are. on the pier and you just kind of drop your line over the edge, it goes plunk into the water. They do this with the doctor. It's awesome. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> those, those, into agents, the water. By the way, those, those helicopter evacuation guys are fired, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they did literally get fired just moments later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because don't want to, no spoiler there, but. No. <laughs> so the the sharks grab grab the doctor on his uh, stretcher. Janine, Janine grabs him. Janine, grabs him. Wins as fast as she can and rams the hel- pulls the helicopter because of course it's the never breaking steel cord yeah. used yeah. to lift uh, it's made ships out of the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some kind of it's thing for of, for readjusting planets or something. It's because made out of unobtainium, duh. Exactly. Uh, yeah. it's, it's literally cutting through the steel <laughs> decking. You know, it's like wait a minute, that's just a regular cable, isn't it? It's like cutting through the steel <laughs> decking. It's like <laughs> cutting yeah, it like a buzzsaw. It's like okay, I can see maybe it cut through a little bit of that, but. Now it's like cutting through a bolt hole and everything else, and it's like and the wow, four inches of steel, the four inches of steel holding everything together, and then a concrete pillar, and it's like, oh my gosh, we need some of that cabling. We we did have to check, and no, this movie was not written by the same writers as the core, so the science is slightly more sound, but not much. So uh, the uh, the helicopter ends up smashed into the side of the Event Horizon. <laughs> Yeah, causing a whole big fire on top, so everybody's kind of trapped down below, and everybody at sea level gets cooked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big massive explosions because that's where all the fuel tanks and everything are. Uh, you know, surrounded by you know a chain link fence, so it's perfectly safe and protected. But of course, <laughs> that's what you need in the middle of the ocean is a chain link fence. Oh, okay. So fun fact about that chain link fence that keeps the sharks in. It's made of titanium down like what was it like seven hundred feet or yeah. something? But the top six, the top six feet are only stainless steel. Yeah, yes, yeah. Because <laughs> if like, you spend a million dollars on a titanium fence, you want to skimp out on the top part. I'm assuming it's <laughs> held onto the post with zip ties too. That's just my mm-hmm. guess. Just a little yeah. whoop, yeah. set it and forget it. And if we learned anything from Day of <laughs> the Dolphin, yeah, Day of the Dolphin, animals always find a way to escape. Yeah. <laughs> Even Free Willy jumped like that whole uh, peninsula or whatever. Right? <laughs> it could happen. Don't tell yourself it couldn't happen, especially if they're super smart. I know. Dead doll dies. And <laughs> I mean, they're giant. Like, six feet is like the girth of uh, Janine. She's <laughs> the big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so they're trapped in the facility. Water's rushing in. Blah, blah, blah. They, they go to the, the main control area. That's right. They yeah. go to the control board, all the flashy lights. What are we doing? Oh, we can't see anything. We're losing all the cameras, the power, and blah, blah, blah. Four or six? Suddenly, the sharks turn into like like Stealth Team Six. Okay. There's a Seal <laughs> Team Six, and they're going in there and they're taking out all the cameras and cutting all the power, yeah. and the whole place goes dark. Okay, and then the suddenly, that's how smart they are. 
is these sharks are so smart, they suddenly have turned into an elite fighting team. And electric engineers. And electrical engineers, <laughs> exactly. But they can defy the laws of electricity as well, because electricity oh, yeah. is not conducted in water in the Well, storm. they're not dead. So they wouldn't get electrocuted. Well, the water doesn't touch it, right? Well, they should be grounded. Of course not. It's in the water. No, no, but like this is actually a thing with fish tanks. Is humans get electrocuted in fish tanks all the time, and you can't tell with the fish because they're not touching any of the edges. The current's basically like like it's not being completed. So uh. the fish swimming in it are getting electrocuted, but you touching the ground and then putting your hand in the fish tank, you'll get electrocuted. I've done that. That w- yeah, and the fish were okay. maybe twitching a little bit, but. Like when they were like it. it was more like a jolt of caffeine. They're just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> do the do. <laughs> <laughs> if you're swimming a whole lot faster, your heater might have a crack in it. They're just going really quick. Just careful when you yeah. touch the water. Yeah, so the sharks aren't going to get electrocuted. No, all the humans in it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah so now to the uh, the control thing. Control. Uh, there's this big window to, into the tank so they can see what's going on. You know. Because the camera's style. been taken out, so now yeah. they're looking out the big picture window that's what, what is it, 80 feet down or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah, 60 or 80, yeah. Um, and then Samuel L. Jackson notices a little white something in the distance. What is that? It's, uh, it's closer and closer. Can't quite tell. It's Dr. Skarsgård being <laughs> in the mouth of the shark on the stretcher. Still strapped to the stretcher. Still strapped to the stretcher. The oxygen mask. Yeah. The emergency alive. oxygen mask <laughs> on his face. So he's completely awake, Still looking like horrified, <laughs> waving his arms. Help me! No, he's not waving his arms because he's strapped down. Yeah, he's strapped down. <laughs> he's just blinking like crazy, like, help me, Morse code SOS. <laughs> and then the shark throws him, essentially, yeah, like, like releases him. And the stretcher. And he fly, yeah, flies a good, I don't know, 100 yards or so, and then smacks into the glass, cracking it. Yeah. And being it's, lodged into it. Yeah. It's yeah. like a fucking samurai sword or like a nut... It, uh, it's a lawn dart. Yeah. That's why they banned those dang things. Because <laughs> they're dangerous. so potent, it went through like 12 inches of glass. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Lawn darts got banned because oversized sharks were throwing them into glass. That's what I'm saying. See? Yes. <laughs> it, it makes about as much sense as the reason why they actually banned them. I mean, the more you know. Knowing is half the battle. Go, Joe. So yeah, so uh, basically Samuel L. Jackson's like, shit, there's one way this can go. We need to get out of here. And everybody's like, wait, no, but the control panel. <laughs> Water everywhere. Now, these people put Usain Bolt to, to shame. Water on the ground. They are so quick. Oh, man. Okay, because you got an exploding picture glass window 80 feet down oh, with God. that much pressure water behind it just blew up behind them and they ran away from it they did they out- it is they the most amazing it. thing all star athletes right. yeah. yeah every last one already and so I'm trying to remember who we're down to at this point so we're down to Michael Rappaport yep he's still around blonde chick blonde doctor chick uh, Australian doctor chick Carter Blake, okay, <laughs> Thomas Jane. Preacher is in a completely separate area. Yeah, uh, down the kitchen. Oh, but at this point, uh, so so they they get flushed away, <laughs> and then it comes to him in the kitchen, and his him he's fighting with his foul mouth bird, and then the bird starts kind of getting a little nervous, and he looks down, and there's a little bit of water. So he walks down the hall, and there's a little water around. And then a flush of water flushes him back into the kitchen, and he's just like, holy shit, and then drinks all his cooking wine. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first mistake right yep. there that he made. That, that, that's yeah, like, I'm next. He made, not he the made. first mistake. No, not the, no, no, first mistake. Actually, the kids I'm, on the boat. 
Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the second mistake he made. The first mistake was agreeing to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then, Wait, making the video my only dialogue is with the parrot until <laughs> the last ten minutes of the movie? Okay. <laughs> well, it better be a foul mouth parrot. <laughs> Eat my apple. <laughs> Broke the oh my gosh! Yes. Um, so yeah. So then they're then after that. It's basically just a, a lot of this room's gonna flood out. You know, the sharks are like chasing behind them, breaking down four inch steel. Uh, oh my god, ballast doors and stuff. Yeah. To like flood the next area and try to eat them. Nom, 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 Basically nom. turns into the Poseidon adventure yeah. with sharks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> suddenly all the bulkheads keep caving in and they have to go from watery room yeah. to watery room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As they all collapse, they start at the, the bottom and they got to get to the top, but not too far to the top because that's on fire. And yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, the entire top level of this thing is burning the entire time. Yeah. Somehow they still have plenty of oxygen. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not like it's yeah. wicking it out or anything, and there's water in it. Fire doesn't but work like that. There's not even world. occasional. <coughs> no, no, none of that. No, obviously the water is helping keep the oxygen down there. It's all the algae. It's just, yeah, that yes. makes sense. Yeah, I see how that works. And maybe that was like another one of the little containment areas they were doing algae experiments as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oxygen generators in there, Make, things out. making the algae super smart. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> They'll start craving tequila, and then you really have a problem. Hey, 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 hey! We just lost Southern Mexico. <laughs> there's an algae monster. There's, only, there's only one man that can stop this. The Rock. The most interesting man in the world? Well, he's a side character. He helps out. You know. Oh, okay. He's his, he, oh, is he his mentor? Yes, he's the one that's like, I know this town like the back of my hand. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I can teach you what I know. But only if you're willing to learn. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to save the franchise. Hold on. I gotta bust out of my cast. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? That? No arms, no sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Why did you have that on to begin with? Just so I can say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's basically uh, the next hour, I guess, of the movie is kind of. Hey, we gotta yeah. go over here. People slowly dying off and being gnawed to little pieces. And yeah, LL Cool J <laughs> ends up joining the rest of the group at one point. Yeah. Blonde Chick gets eaten next. <gasps> you missed the fact that LL Cool J, that the irony of the moment in the kitchen. Oh, it's, yeah. He's, he's yeah. the chef and the preacher, and so he gets trapped back in the kitchen, and the shark is in there with him. And he is forced to hide inside the stove. Now, here's where the sharks get extra, extra smart, because they what? Turn they turn on the oven. Yeah, they turn the <laughs> oven on. And so it's like this whole Hansel and Gretel thing, or whatever. No, the, the yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm going to cook you, my child. No, you know, no. kind of thing. And he's like, he's in there praying inside there. He says, I'm not going like this. Luckily, he jumped in there with an axe, so he was yes, able to he chop his way out up into the upper oven or microwave. Yeah, he goes, or goes into the upper oven. Uh, so that's yes. the, like the biscuit warmer area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not a professional <laughs> one. Because the yeah. shark oh, is yeah. yeah, ate his bird, throws the lighter, yeah. gas line's been broken. Comes from yeah. yeah. <laughs> He gets trapped in the oven. He's going to get baked one moment. And then he gets out of the oven. Now keep in mind, the shark's breaking its way into the oven and it can't get in. The shark that has just broken through like a half-inch steel bulkhead yeah. and is like popping rivets off the interior of this huge structure and breaking cement beams can't get through an oven door. Okay. <laughs> through a man on a stretcher... Through like fourteen inches, <laughs> 14 inches of, of glass. glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, how we know the thickness on the glasses because it throws a chunk out the size of a bowling ball yeah. and like bounces it on the ground between their feet. Like, they're going, why are there icebergs crap? being thrown yeah, at them? I don't understand. Like, they hit an iceberg? Where did that come from? There's a huge chunk of look looks like ice just falls on the ground and Samuel Jackson is looking at it. He's like, what the hell is that? Oh my God, was this, was this filmed on the same stage as Titanic? <gasps> Maybe. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Damn, I wish I had There's my fun facts with me. Plot twist. Hold on. Hold it's on. like it's like oh we've got all these extra props from that other movie. <laughs> Here, just throw this out there. It looks like glass. The romantic comedy <laughs> from the guy that did Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna make no money. <laughs> all right. Uh, but uh, so yeah, they so. eventually people start dying off. They kind of make it to the top, and then they start realizing, wait, we've been sinking the facility. They're just trying to escape. They've been playing us the whole time, yeah. like a game of fucking chess. Exactly. And, and now the, so the facility is sinking, yeah. and as we remember, only the first, I don't know, 10,000 feet of uh, chain link fences made of titanium, mm -hmm. the rest of it is only stainless steel. The top are only steel. Because that's how you build fucking fences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you put the strongest stuff underwater. And they oh. put those weak crap up top because it's only going to stop seagulls. It's, it's basically. We did not talk about the best scene in this entire movie. The actual oh, best scene. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson's death. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the, an epic Sam Jackson speech, immediately followed by. Oh wait, do you have it, sweetie? Yeah, I'm pull that. The coolest okay. part about this is that the film is billed as Sam Jackson as being yes. a lead character in this film. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like the center he's in star. all the pictures. He's a star. He's a big name. And so people are seeing this because they say, I want to go see Sam Jackson. He's, he's Brian Cranston and Godzilla. I mean, come on. He's, you know, he's a badass <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, that's look at his wallet. It's what it says. Okay? And so, I mean, obviously... It, you know, I mean, he's got his wallet and a bunch of hefty bags in his pocket, and that's what he carries around with him. Yeah, after the explosion and the first couple people die and all that, everybody's like, oh, I don't even know what to do, man. I'm just going to go up here. We're all going to die, Pick up all the plates up and whatever, man. We're going to And, of course, that's where he's... Bill Paxton was in the yeah. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over, man. We're all going to die. Sorry. Sorry my, my, my Michael Rappaport sounds like Bill Paxton. <laughs> oh, you guys, you oh, guys, I'm getting out of here. Screw this. <laughs> when are we gonna get a movie where Bill Paxton plays Michael Rappaport's father? <laughs> My guess would be never. Picture it. Just picture. If it, it didn't happen in Big Love, it's not going to happen. All right. <laughs> I think he was everybody's father in that show. <laughs> so it's a little are bit long. Are you long. my baby daddy? Right. Here, here we go. So so spirits are low, but Sam Jackson's seen some shit. Here we go. It moves like it has a mind. Like it knows it killed the world once and got a taste for murder. When the avalanche came, it took us a week to climb out. And somewhere, we lost hope. Now I don't know exactly when we turned on each other. I just know that seven of us survived this life. And only five. Now we took an oath that I'm breaking down. Swore that we said it was the snow killed him. But it wasn't. Nature can be weak. But it doesn't hold the candle. 
Now you see how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The shark. We're going to seal off this hole. Cut to shark jumping out of the hole and swallowing him <laughs> like it's a goddamn sci-fi channel movie. If you Single greatest it. moment in cinema. By the way, they never end up closing up that hole. No. No, no. they do not. They end up... Uh, Blowing the bl blowing the room basically and yeah, yeah and no, let the sharks they, come in through that hole later. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but so they're talking about sealing up the hole and then opening the bulkhead doors. So Matt Jackson gets eaten. They uh, Michael Rappaport shits himself in the corner. <laughs> as, as do others, I guess <laughs> <bet> you. <laughs> Michael Rappaport has the most realistic reactions to all of this <laughs> in the entire movie. Like, I'm with him on this. Uh, so they convince him to get his shit together because he's like the structural engineer. They decide not to cover the hole. They open up the bulkhead doors, which un uh, unequalizes the pressure. So all the water starts flooding in from the fucking floor. True, yeah. Why if they, they, if they close just closed it off, they wouldn't have to worry about it, I guess. Uh, yeah. They just yeah, forgot what kind of movie would that have been? Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on. They had to keep Oh, it. and then the sharks are cut outside and then, you know, roll credits. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. can't have that. Well, Jane's like, we ain't got to close shit. <laughs> it's like, guess what, guys? We're good. We got Preacher upstairs. He's probably cooking chitlins or something. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Let's go up and eat. Let's just open this airlock and let's go eat. <laughs> Who wants pie? <laughs> okay. We're totally safe from sharks right now. They just ate Samuel A. Jack L. Jackson. They're going to have to burn that off for a little while. We're cool for it. we got at least that hour. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Hey, everybody. I like it. I like Who, it. Who wants wine? <laughs> oh, boy. Now you've done it. <laughs> Then it's a roll shark today. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I was really surprised as the sharks didn't start talking towards the end, or <laughs> talking to him telepathically, and it's like as a side effect of the drug, they're now able now have telepathic powers. Um, My name's Janine, and I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'll be your killer today. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't happen. No, no. Uh, Oddly enough, that might have actually added to the plot. Towards the end, uh, they're about to jump over, or go. they go through the last little gate. They're about to get away. Thomas, they, they combine some sort of uh, crossbow with an explosive end so and a car battery. From, from the flares. They empty out the black the flares, from that's the flares. Right. Yeah, they empty out the flares, which are basically designed to burn. Not explode. But but don't worry. Thomas Jane says, oh, don't worry. We can get a powder out of these to make two pounds of TNT. Yeah, it's, it's, like, two, of dynamite it's or like two and a half like sticks of dynamite. And it's basically, it looks like it may be a half a cup of black powder. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, well, let's see now. I've played with TNT before and I've uh, seen C4 used. And I'm telling you, there's not enough oh. here to really kind of blow up a five gallon. Well, why weren't we, you on the set of this movie? <laughs> Because cute Australian doctor has to go back to her lab oh. to get her research notes. Oh, that, yeah, was, that yeah, scene! How could we forget? Yeah, the scene where director Rennie Arlen just basically said, "You know what? What about an hour and a half in this movie, and I haven't seen any tits yet?" That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, so, wait! Uh, rewrite. <laughs> so her room, her room is flooded, so she goes down there. By the way, everybody's wearing their um. Wetsuits. Their, their wetsuits. Wet yeah. Uh, she finds her stuff in her locker. And one of the sharks comes in, and it almost gets her. 
and she manages to jump up on a tabletop, and she's looking around for the shark, and then she looks up and realizes the lights are still on. So she rips the light out of the wall, the, or the, the conduit. She's got this, like, of these live wires in her hand. She takes off her wetsuit and yeah. stands on it. Because safety first. That's right. Because <laughs> right. it can't shock you if you're standing on a wet wetsuit on a metal table in the middle yeah. of the ocean. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows that won't happen. Electricity doesn't go through neoprene. No, no not wet neoprene, especially. <laughs> Don't you do know. this at home. <laughs> uh, and uh, the shark comes at her, and she basically crams the uh, the conduit down his throat, electrocuting it. So at this point, they're down to one shark. I forget how. Cinnamon gets killed, but they, See, my uh, they question kill a panna. How does well, that, that uh, work with your uh, whole, you know, shark and the uh, fish in the fish tank theory? Because, you know, that's I, right. She has fish in her fish she tank. She has fish yeah. in her fish tank, and then this fish swims up to her, and she sticks the electrode in his mouth, and he's in the water, so he's not technically grounded. So how does he get shocked? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a movie magic. Everybody. Movie magic. <laughs> suddenly, oh, the, the, nope. the rules of electricity suddenly apply nope. in this situation. Out. I figured it out. Okay, so ready. that water's really deep, and this is an oversized. Oh, this is a large shark. The water's, yeah, he's the water's really shallow there, right? Oh yeah. And it has to jump out to get her, so its tail's touching the floor. Ah, mm. see. Oh, and probably when it's like, you know, she's on the uh, desk or whatever, yeah, probably touching table. that too. Yeah. yeah, the metal table. Yeah, that'll yeah. that'll send you biscuits. There you go. We figured it out. There's a plausible. It's, 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 there you go. It's suddenly plausible. Not really. But, okay. <laughs> As Miss Busters would say, plausible. plausible. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so um, at some point, Michael Rappaport gets eaten Yes. when they're underwater. Yes, he does. Ripped asunder. Yeah. Uh, twitchy foot. Oh, yeah. he gets... He gets Snacked on, electrocuted, and then ripped in half. And then ripped yeah. in half. He, he, he kind of gets at the worst of all of them, to be he honest He really with does. I don't know, worse than the doctor? He got doctor thrown Star like a baseball. Ride? I mean, think about it. He actually had some fun in before he died. Yeah, no, I mean, he come actually, on. Wait. No, but remember, he, <laughs> he had his arm ripped off. He did have his arm ripped off. And then off. he has to drown. Yeah, he had to yeah. put the drink. And they find his body later. He hasn't been snacked on other than the <laughs> arm. True. He drowned. It's not yeah. true. He's strapped yeah. onto that t on, that, yeah. on that same table. I would just think that if you were throwing 100 yards hard enough to break that piece <laughs> of glass, <laughs> that you're not going to live through the no, impact. No, but remember, because he's crammed up against <laughs> the water, and he's just like, <laughs> What's that guy? Like some kind of bug stuck on the glass. He's like, help me, help me. As it, you know, it's like the cracks slowly spread out. You see him reach and turn on the wipers. Okay, we played that hold it for a couple seconds. <laughs> now we can see what's going on out there. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so they make a TNT crossbow. They, um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson ends up having to shoot it. Uh, let's see, British Doctor. L.L. Cool J. L.L. Cool J. That's right. Samuel L. Jackson's already been snacked upon. Yeah. So many L's. <laughs> um, so many L's in this movie. <laughs> all right, let's see. So the, the plan is um, Thomas Jane has to swim out and... What is he doing? Well, he's originally he's like the bait, the, the, the right? Doc, no, the, the doctor jumps in as bait initially. Yeah, Australian no, doctor. Australian why doctor. is he in the water? Because, because she jumps in initially and she fails miserably as bait yes. and gets That's eaten right. whole. That's Remember? where she gets swallowed whole. Yeah, she gets swallowed whole and her body gets eaten. And yes. so he eats her and then he realizes the shark's about to get out into the ocean and go so multiply. Yeah. And so he jumps in. And then so uh, so L. Cool J has to shoot off the, the dynamite crossbow. Yes. 
Instead of shooting a 70-foot shark, shoot Thomas Jane. (laughs) Shoot Thomas, like, through the fin that hits Thomas Jane in the leg, so he's, like, stuck to it. And Ah, he basically just says, like, blow it anyway. Blow it, blow it. As they're, like, it's, it's, shoot Shoot her! Shoot As she breaks through the fence and starts to go out into the ocean. Yeah. Basically peels oh. him off on the titanium fence. Oh, yeah. With yes, a post right. in his leg. And it's like, okay. And then he says him just kind of swimming later like it's kosher. Yeah. It's like, you just oh, had a, a, a one-inch, po- you know, just spear ripped sideways out of your leg. Oh, and no, he's he just swimming around like, okay, we're cool. Well, and you well, forget, you forget. He his leg in pain. And, and ten minutes earlier, LL Cool J was basically That's almost right. bitten in half, by a, in shark, half by a shark. But yeah. he, he's still like crawling he around rides, and <laughs> he rides that shark. Yeah. Once again, they didn't have anybody on here that knew anything about electricity whatsoever because the way that they activate <laughs> the dynamite in the crossbow is like the best thing in the whole world because it's a single cable and they shoot this single cable out. And this, this throws your whole grounding theory yeah. all day. Yeah. Because it does, yes. because it's a single cable and they shoot this out into the fin of the shark through his leg, pinning him to the shark, okay, and then he says, you've got to take the other end of this cable and touch it to the positive end of the battery, <laughs> and that will set off the black powder inside of the pipe. Yep. And it's like, really? Looks like jumper cable. I mean, oh, everybody yeah. knows that the other side of the battery is not the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you put your tongue on one of those batteries and it's yeah, it. just like that. It's the same kind of thing, except for that, they're, well, there's still two leads. Except it starts yeah. a thermonuclear reaction inside of a shark and causes it to explode to a million chunks. So yeah. she explodes, uh, pretty lady doctor comes out, right? No, she did. No, she did. She, she got swallowed whole. And then you, you, you insist on making that lady live. You want her people. to live. And she did not <laughs> live. I mean, she might have been in the belly because he ate her whole. So that's maybe when they blew him up, oh, she was okay. <laughs> you know, that's a possibility. It's so funny. She got like all, all the chunks. All the chunks. She's he, like, he swims back. <laughs> LL Cool J and him are like having a little moment. All of a sudden, she's like, <laughs> where the hell am I? <laughs> I've seen horrible things. <laughs> the one or two where they follow the chick hole and they have to get her. The shark jumps and they... Oh, no, no. Like, I, I think it's the first one. He jumps in there with the chainsaw or like whatever. And, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we By the way, this movie, the prequel to Sharknado, oh, in our really. opinion. I, I think that, that, that's the consensus. Is that this is the prequel to Star- Sharknado. The, the sharks finally figured out from here that they needed to get into tornadoes so that they could become airborne. Because exactly. Otherwise, well, they were just screwed. Well, well obviously, Janine laid eggs at the bottom of the ocean. Of course. Yeah. What would you do? Well, and also, we also found they have regenerative properties because LL Cool J stabs yeah. himself free by jamming a cross into the shark's eye. Into his eyeball. Blinks, yeah. and it's perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. And so if you're blown into a, a hundred pieces, a hundred chunks of chum... You sharks. I'm, I'm guessing you wait ten minutes after the credit roll... <laughs> Ooh, I didn't, we actually didn't watch it till the end of the credits. Maybe there's a little uh, Easter egg or whatever right. at the end where it's well, more like a C-1000. They give you that kind of lead in there like there might be a sequel kind of thing. Yeah. And he asks him, he says, you sure you're sure there were only three sharks, right? And he like pulls his legs back up out of the water like, you know, there might be. <laughs> you know, kind I of thought. thing. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. He's like, that's what I thought. You know, it's like, okay, so maybe there was another shark. And then you cue the music. Deepest bluest, my head is like a shark fin. As the credits roll on screen. So I actually do have some fun facts for us on this. I got a few too. Ooh. Remember us, we were talking about the movie. But go first. Oh, well, it's the same show we have another beverage. Yeah, yeah, finally. All right. Been jibber jabbing for damn near an hour now. I know, right? All right. So in honor of the sequel we wish happened, I have some back in (laughs) that. 
this would be for the sequel, Deeper Bluer Sea. <laughs> Deepest Blackest Sea. Uh, I think that would be the third one, Deepest Blackest. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I think that's a porno, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever it is, it stars Wesley Snipes. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Blade. Super smart shark hunter. (laughs) He sharks a vampire. All right, so uh, Back in Black is a black IPA, 6.8% alcohol from 21st Amendment. All right, that's what the can. Yeah! Uh, Deepest bluest. Deepest blackest. I know, we got another beer after this, too. Yeah, it's very, very dark brown. Not quite black in this light, but good uh, ruby yeah, highlights very, on the very side. Very, dark, dude. Very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, head's a little off-white. Yeah, almost a khaki color on yeah. the there. My khakis. It almost has a really fruity smell to it. It's almost kind of a... Yeah, I'm going to get citra hops on this. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a citrusy... Like oh, yeah. Yeah, like a real citrusy kind of smell. Kind of like, yeah. like oranges and grapefruits. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, great, but it does have the like the yeah. dark roasty kind of, almost a coffee kind of yeah. backing on it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's like oranges and coffee. Oranges and coffee, which like sounds good terrible, but actually, yeah. <laughs> it's like those it's like those chocolate, chocolate oranges. Okay, the chocolate yeah. oranges are delicious. Everybody admit it, even dark, though yeah, dark chocolate, you know, the, a dark chocolate <clears> orange. That's what this yeah, is. you know, kind of thing. It's it, it's it's like a dark chocolate orange. All right, so I found some fun facts. Excellent. I found 17 fun facts you didn't know about Deep Blue Sea. Ooh, I'm sure one of them's going to be mine. Mind if I go first? Go for it. So, originally, LL Cool J was supposed to die, I don't know if it was supposed to be in the kitchen, or if it was supposed to be uh, where he was basically being swallowed by a shark, but it ended up (laughs) stabbing it out in the eye or whatever. But the director liked him so much, and everybody on set loved him, that they rewrote the script to make sure he makes it to the end and is, like, the hero, basically. And I think that's, that's awesome. You just got to be a yep, nice guy a, in Hollywood, you, yeah, right? Nice guy, and you play the character well enough, people like you. Suddenly you get to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, it's same I, way in life, I, honestly. I assume there were a lot of rewrites on this movie <laughs> that were just kind of like... Uh, let's uh, let's change this up a little bit, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. Eh. It doesn't matter. Continuity is not an issue here. I'm sorry. How many blockbusters have you made? I think I know. What I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So number one, this movie was inspired by a dark event. The uh, screenwriter uh, Duncan Kennedy grew up in Australia. Uh, found the remains of a shark attack victim washed up near his home, and for years it gave him nightmares about being trapped in a passageway with sharks that could read his mind. I assumed <laughs> the ending of this movie they were going to start using telepathic <laughs> powers telepath- and like control well, they, the, 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 the way that they were know. following people around they had to have some kind of telepathy <laughs> because they're following you through this facility and they've got they've got this deeper you learn at the end that they have this deeper darker ulterior motive that, yeah. that they're doing they're hurting them like like cattle to get them to do what they want them to do. They're controlling well, their minds. Well, that's how they know what thing. the inside of it looks like, yeah. too, if they're reading yeah. their Somehow mind. they know the, how the inside of this facility looks, and because they find their way around. also explain why they completely forget to just shut the back door, as uh, Samuel L. Jackson's dying words were saying yeah. to do. <laughs> Number two, believe it or not, they used real sharks in this film. Get the fuck out of here. It was shot at Baja Studios in Mexico. What, and one mo- scene? No, most of Deep Blue Sea used real sharks. 
Uh, they used to sing. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was snacking on LL Cool J was real. <laughs> um, they call him Gummy. So they, <laughs> they used <laughs> the same tanks that were designed for Titanic. <laughs> we were there! Boom! And some of the iceberg drops. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Harlan insisted that they used real sharks. Thomas Jane had to play the shark wrangler and was not thrilled. Uh, apparently at one point, just to teach him a lesson, the actual shark wrangler on set, when they were 30 feet down, ripped Jane's breather off while he poured the chum, while he was pouring the chum in the water just to give him a thrill. <laughs> so Thomas Jane was actually afraid of the shark. That was the point where Thomas Jane shit his pants. That, that, that reminds <laughs> me of a story water. from another Rennie Harlan movie where he actually dropped Sylvester Stallone into the crevasse while filming Cliffhanger. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Just be, to teach him a lesson. You won't be needing your jacket either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know uh, what they say? No, no, I'm no thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Renny Harlan changed the look of the Mako sharks to make them look more like the Jaws shark. There you go. There you go. Oh, uh, there might be something about this too. I think I remember reading something on IMDb where like the way the sharks were killed were also the way sharks on the Jaws movies were killed because yeah. it was like. Electrocution. The one had the, uh, the tank or whatever. Tank yeah. yeah, and uh, impaled by a boat. I don't. And remember. then blown up. <laughs> it's been blown a while up. since I've yeah, seen. Blown up, electrocuted in the tank of the mouth. By the way, we forgot to mention at the top of the show. This is the first movie of Deep Thunder. coming up next week. Jaws three and Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Sharks forever. <laughs> Alright, so the next one was uh, the shark. animatronic sharks were actually designed to be very lifelike. Special effects team were the ones who built Willy for Free Willy and the snakes in Anaconda. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Apparently studied frame by frame the movement of sharks and spent eight months building the animatronic ones. That's the uh, shark movement consultant or whatever we saw in the yeah, end credits. <laughs> like, I wait, what? Job. I want that job. Shark movement consultant. I want that on a card. Right. <laughs> you can have people. Hi, Matt. Meet Shark with the consultant. Like, wow. What do you do? I consult people on how sharks move. Very fast. And very <laughs> fast. <laughs> kind of like this, and I'll shake my ass. <laughs> Here's one you guys will really like. Samuel Jack is really supposed to play the chef. Ah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what, El Cool I think he pulled that in, in, he, he, he said he was the puppet master of Ronnie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> and the greatest death in movie history. <laughs> exactly. Apparently, they sent him the script, and he saw uh, he saw the the part he ended up playing, and he goes, "No, I would rather be the sidekick to the richest man in the world." There you go. <laughs> uh, if you pay pay close attention, there are special nods to Jaws. Um, they may they uh, yeah they like they had the death scenes like the sharks and Jaws. And apparently the license plate they take out of the shark, tiger shark's mouth in the uh, opening scene is the same license plate as uh, is pulled out of the stomach of the shark in Jaws. Oh, it, like wow. the exact same one? Like the same you know, prop like or made whatever? Made the same made to look, look like the same. It. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Hart, Rennie Harlan makes a cameo. Let's see. Yeah, he was like one of the boat one workers, of the workers or something. Yeah. yeah, I saw that in the IMDb thing. It was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, an actual accident on set made it into the film. According to Jackson, Go working on. in so much water wa uh, wasn't very pleasant and led to an accident that made it into the final film. We get Spellin, Skarsgård, hooked up to the helicopter and they're trying to get him back into the elevator during the storm. The waves are supposed to rush in front of us and behind us. 
At one point, three tons of water accidentally got thrown at us, and we got swept into the cargo bays. Everyone thought that we were going to get flushed into the actual ocean, and people were tumbling around on this metal grating. We scrambled up and just kept acting. Everybody was pretty upset uh, when they hit us with three tons of water, but hey, you know, it made the scene. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That one where they got I, they yeah. got like knocked over and they hit the uh, hit the boxes. Their boxes. Whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that double. I remember thinking that looked really realistic. Because yeah. you know, they, they they do they like get crumpled down. It's like bam. It's like that looked like it hurt. And then like Thomas Jane was like the last one too. And he's like struggling yeah. to get up. I'm sure he was like looking around like, is that a cut? What the hell happened? <laughs> I'm supposed to have a stunt double in here for this kind of crap, man. Jerry, get your ass in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one. The parrot was not a professional parrot. They apparently started running really? out of money, uh, and uh, LL Cool J kept saying, I need to have a parrot, but they didn't have a budget for a Hollywood parrot, so somebody just though. drove into Mexico City and bought two parrots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't get an animatronic parrot and like yeah, stuck one of A couple of scenes had to be CGI, like where it was going down the hallway and stuff. And so or maybe like, when the shark jumped out of the water and ate him. That was perfect. <laughs> oh, that was real. You think Anim so? Animals were harmed in the filming of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they used real sharks. They actually blew that one up and they electrocuted the other. The, the parrot was eaten by a real shark, <laughs> apparently, so they were all real. <laughs> All right, so, uh, <laughs> hey, some of the props are from other films. Yeah. The plane that uh, McAllister and Franklin fly out of Aquatica in was used in Six Days, Seven Nights. They repainted uh, it. Oh, they fly out. Yeah. Um, I think that scene was cut. Oh, I don't know fly out to... I don't know, it's just what it says. Okay. There was a plane that was sitting in the harbor, but it got blown up on the helicopter. Yeah, that's the one, I guess. Right, when they were flying in, or flying yeah. to the yeah, facility. Yeah, yeah, when they probably. fly out oh, to yeah. the facility. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. Stop fighting. Uh, and uh, the escape sub is the same escape sub for, for sphere. sphere. Yes. I think I mentioned we were watching Sphere. I'm like, I've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> By the uh, way, unused. <laughs> uh, this one's up. a dumb one. The filmmakers used special tricks to make it look like they were underwater. No doubt. Um, Wait, you really? They weren't, weren't underwater. They weren't eighty feet underwater. Hand overtime. Oh, okay, poor camera too. Sam Jackson's death scene is an instant classic. That's not a, something we. I didn't did know, know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that one when I was watching it in theaters, and I'm like, he's it? totally going to get eaten. <laughs> and then it happened, I was like, oh, the fuck funny yeah! Is, he, he, he's prattling on about how, yeah. you know, ice is this tough and tough, yeah. but the the worst thing is man. Man is much tar tarder and tougher than nature. And then nature comes from behind him and, like, eats his ass. That's right. Okay? And so it's well, like, it's like nature's, you know, man is so much tougher and meaner than nature, and then nature kills him. And it's like, oh, well, I guess we kind of proved that point wrong. Well, well, they're super smart sharks, so they know when they're cue. <laughs> this is your cue. Eat him. <laughs> oh, what do you think? It's a, good, it's a good thing they were real sharks. Otherwise, they might have missed that cue. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, in the original cut of this movie, Pretty Lady Australian Doctor lives. Yeah. But in the test screenings, everybody who watched it basically was like, hey, that's the bitch who started the experiment and got everybody killed. We hate her. And Rooney Harlan basically in, went... In her defense. It was for a pretty noble cause. Oh, for the sure. only controversial thing yeah. is that you know the whole agreement that oh you can't use stem cells and blah blah blah. It's like 
Except for the typhoon explosion and stuff happening on a, on a day when nobody him. was there. Right. I mean... The thing is, she was using a whole lot of that ends justify as the means yeah, kind of logic for yeah. her work. I can see which it. I, I can see where that's where, where audiences be like, no, 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 wait a minute, you know, you're breaking all these rules, you're doing this whole genetically modified shark thing, which we know that you're not supposed to do, it's against the law kind of thing. And they even acknowledge that, they pay homage to it. But then, you know, so I can see where she can become a villain at that yeah. point because it's almost, you know, it's like the World War II kind of thing where they're doing tests on people, you know, kind of thing. It's like, well, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be doing this. You're a doctor. You're supposed to know better. So yeah. I can Man. see where, yeah, they've got to bring, bring, right. bring World War II into this. I'm uh, sorry. Sure my point. No, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So quote from Rennie Harlan. In, uh, she, he's talking about. you, you got to say it in the Rennie Harlan accent. In their minds. She was a bad guy. I remember us all sitting there going, holy shit. We're in trouble. How do we fix this? It is my idea. I say, she falls in the water, and she doesn't survive? No. She gets eaten by sharks, and LL Cool J is a hero. Everybody loves him. And maybe Thomas Jane. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Thomas Jane, too. Yeah. I like that that's, exactly. that's how the decision was made, by the way. Well, you can tell that her death scene is kind of an, almost like an afterthought. Yeah, just a quick thing. Because like, it's, like, it's just like you're thinking, okay, they're all going to get away. You know, they're up on the, on the side. They've all gotten out of the water. And it's like, oh, they're all going to get away. And then all of a sudden, it's like, how? Yeah. And she's yeah. just like gone. Single bite. Gone. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm going to be bait. Uh, all right, that saved about four no, seconds. Now right. I'm going to be bait. Yeah, yeah. You were right. You were bait. They did a <laughs> one day reshoot a month before the film opened in theaters. Ooh. <laughs> See the uh, ultimate version. Yeah, here we go. LL Cool J's character was supposed to die, but everybody loved him, so they decided to leave him in. LL Cool J channeled a shark in the music video. He is the shark. That's why his head was like a shark fan. Yeah, now I know. Sense. That makes more, so much more sense. And there was the synchronized swimmers in the video yes, and stuff, exactly. too. As a shark would do. That the sharks <laughs> synchronize other fish and get them to dance for them. Especially when they're super smart using their telepathetic powers. Telepathic powers, yes. <laughs> no, telepathetic. The telepathetic powers. <laughs> that kind of fits this film much more. Better. Yeah, much better. To continue that all my movies exist in the exact same universe. Yes. Deep Blue Sea was the first movie Stephen King saw after he was nearly killed in his accident. Followed by Dreamcatcher? While he was writing Dreamcatcher. Oh my god, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh my god, these sharks in this movie are the inspiration of shit weasels. Yes. <laughs> Quote, It was my first trip out after being smacked by a van and almost killed. I went out to see, went out to the movies, Deep Blue Sea, in fact. I went in my wheelchair, and I loved every minute of it. I love your Stephen King voice, by the way. He kind of looks a lot tougher when you see him in interviews. And, al and also, at the end of every sentence, you have to go... <laughs> <laughs> he was super high when he wrote Dreamcatcher. Oh, my God. He, he was catching those dreams. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> like, they gave me pain meds for the accident, and I snorted them. <laughs> oh man, we're going to have to have a right. King Moth in this thing. <laughs> Alrighty, so before we wrap up, shall we drink our last beer? Let's. For this, in honor of Scott, who came out all the way out from Utah to record our podcast and hang out with the podcast, we have a raspberry wheat from Wasatch Brewing. Indeed. Here yeah. we go. Pop the top on this bad boy. Oh, Podcat wants some. Yeah, come here, Podcat. Let's get you Wasatch drunk. Brewing. I love your beer, so, you know, I'm always up for promos. Yeah, I mean, hell, we'll review all of your beers. We'll review every one of them. I know you've got lots of them out there. You make an apricot, a I peach. I'm all over all of that. 
Do they do like the polygamy porter and all that? They do. Yeah, yeah. Them. Oh, That's yeah, them. Yeah. I understand they have a wide variety of excellent beverages for us to try. Mm. But there's only one way to make sure. Yeah. Ooh. The only way to guarantee that is to actually try them. Ooh, yeah. Would we have to drink all of them while watching Three O'clock High filmed in uh, Ogden High School? <laughs> I would love that <laughs> movie. I love that movie so much. I'll tell you guys. <laughs> you know, you'd be setting the bar way too low with Troll too, but that was also shot. That was, that's right. That was uh, in uh, yeah. like Mark City, or Park City or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna have to do Utah movie now? <laughs> There's too many. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of movies. Yeah, no, but we would pick the four like worst. Fletch is too good. Yeah, Fletch Dumb and Dumber is too good. We we can probably find some bad ones. I, right. I'm sure they exist out there. So Nuzzle's beer, it is super clear. It's very light straw color. Very little head on it though. Granted, we yeah. bought this beer in August, and it is <laughs> now basically summer. It smells incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love raspberries. It says on the back here. We love raspberries. We love beer. Joining the two seems natural. And like other natural things to do, it spawns something beautiful. Giggity. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll love getting to know this member of the Wasatch family. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, this has a nice raspberry flavor. It's not too much that so doesn't taste super like artificial, which berries, no. even fresh berries, can taste artificial when if you get, if you do too much. But this is nice. Like it is no, very berry, but you get a little bit of the wheat character. Very, very, very important. Yeah. Beef <laughs> is blue. It's my head. It's like a raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that movie is legend. Um. So yeah, fantastic. Movie. Would Would you recommend uh, people watch this movie? Yes. You know what? Watch the yes. movie if you haven't already, and then listen to this again. It's yeah. just as awesome. <laughs> All right. Most important part of the podcast. What did we learn? What did you learn from this movie, Scott? <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot right out of the gate? Right, I was hoping Steve. you guys would set a, pa- a pattern. I learned. You may be the smartest man in the world, but you don't fucking smoke around a shark. No, no you don't. <laughs> I learned that the laws of electricity don't fucking matter when you're in a horror movie. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Most laws don't apply in this movie. <laughs> laws of physics, <laughs> electricity, pretty much everything else. Storyline, plot. Laws of nature. Laws of nature. <laughs> Um, genetics, anything else that you could possibly come up with, those laws just simply don't apply. Once again, as I began my original statement, this movie is the definition of suspension of disbelief. Yes. Okay, you basically have to go in this thing and tell yourself in the beginning you're going to believe it. <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. And I guess that's what I learned with the, from this film was just go with it because it's like getting on a roller coaster and you pull that bar down you just, at that point, you can't get off. You might as well just enjoy the ride. Uh. You can't get off watching this movie? Is that what I just heard? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Could, that's another issue, too. Blue, <laughs> my head is like a shark's man. Oh! Although, I have to say, I think the thing we all learned the most from this movie, and it was the first time we ever watched this movie that we really held true in our hearts, Samuel L. Jackson has had to make a hell of an exit. But on phone. <laughs> so on uh, that note <laughs> I'm Steve I'm Izzy and I'm visiting the, I'm not Steve <laughs> and I'm visiting Steve and Izzy and I'm Scott and this is everything, everything I learned from movies. movies thanks for coming out Scott cheers Woo! cheers this is the longest podcast in the history of podcasts oh no this is still like uh, eh, probably top three our first two were real long <laughs>